0: this weekend ryan's brought a killer car Andy finds out what's in the box and it's waluigi time with an n64 sports game i'm ryan i'm andy and this is weekend rental episode 156 all right here we are damn near the end of july what happened to summer already
1: yeah no kidding uh, it's
0: depressing. My kids are going to be, our kids are gonna be back in school soon.
1: Yeah. It's, Which, that's that's wild. As a parent, there might be a relief. I don't know. But. Yeah. Uh, I could see it on my kid's face that they were kind of depressed that it's half over. And,
0: Oh yeah. You go into department stores and it's like the su- school supply section. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. And I weirdly have one of those kids that's a freak. My daughter's like so excited. She's like, she sees that. She's like, yes, yeah, school. I'm like, <laughs> How are you, my kid? Like she gets all excited about going to camp though, too, which she's at this week. And I'd have been like that. No. That would have been my nightmare as a child, but oh, yeah, I'm glad you have the personality and uh <laughs> social skills to pull that off. Good for you. <laughs> It'll help you in life. Yeah, it's, it's been wild. And then unseasonably cold here. Like this is like, July. This is the month where people are sweating their butts off. We're at the beach every day. You're going to the pool, and it's been like 70 at – like 72 is a high, which
1: – With some wind. I love it.
0: It's yeah, great. granted. It's, yeah, it's a great, comfortable temperature. I'd live all year round at that, but we only get like 90 days of nice weather, so yeah. it'd be nice if I could swim a, a couple of them, but <laughs> granted, I, I mean, the people at the beach probably don't mind my farmer's tan and beer gut not showing up, but – yeah, you know. gotta show it off somehow. Are you, how are you gonna tan the rest of it? <laughs> exactly, yeah. and that's the problem. You know, that's the real problem. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, I'll just get some of that spray-on stuff. It'll be fine. <laughs> I'll look like an oompa loompa. Like, like get a tanning bed. Yeah, add that add that to the arcade. The yeah, arcade.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's what I need to do. Just lay myself on top of some arcade cabinets while they're on. Get a good yeah. glow.
1: You know. Yeah. Might feel have like to Mr. your skin a little bit.
0: <laughs> I feel like Hangley man would be like the perfect thing to like radiate and tan you. You,
1: know? you just have like a, like a maze on your stomach. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
0: that's awesome. <laughs> well, I suppose we can get into gaming news. Um, I, I was going to run off with uh, or set off with a topic that I thought was pretty cool. So like the, the company that runs Evercade, I guess they run by a different handle under like the parent company. I don't know if you saw this, but they opened it. They announced it two weeks ago, opened it up for pre-orders last Friday, but they have what they're calling the Super Pocket. Um, It's coming out in two form or two colors, Um, basically a straight like vertical Game Boy, original OG Game Boy form factor. Um, One is going to be full of licensed Taito games. Um, Really notable ones all the ones you'd want. The other is going to be full of licensed Capcom games. Pretty much the same list you're going to get with the Evercade EXP. Um, But the great thing about this is like as a standalone unit, they're both retailing for 60 bucks. And I'd argue that with the built-in games they are worth it alone. Um, But the bonus is, and I think their ultimate plan is like, these are also fully compatible with every Evercade cart.
1: Oh, yeah. That's what I was just going to ask. Yeah, it's
0: this really nice already justifiable price point for something that is a great entry point into getting people into what's coming out in the Evercade. Um, And there's a lot of good stuff coming out in the Evercade. There's a lot of good stuff already out there. Um, So I thought this was like really smart of them to do. In fact, I might, I really have my eye in that title one. um, And I might just buy one just because I like the games list. And then it also have, you know, another form factor for the cartridges I already have.
1: But yeah, this doesn't accept like other like retro cartridges, right? Not like an analog or anything like that. But okay.
0: Um, the Evercade's already pretty exploitable. I mean, there's already people selling flashcards for it and stuff anyway. Um, Mm -hmm. so it's easy enough to like, if you did want to open it up to just like everything, there's ways to do that pretty cheaply. So sure. Yeah. It's kind of cool. You know, the super pocket, the title one comes in like a greenish color. And then the Capcom of course comes with like a blue with yellow classic Capcom logo colors. Um, but when you look at the games list for both, it's like Taito's got like bubble, bobble liquid kids, operation, wolf, a Bull feed, you know, all the stuff you'd want. Capcom's the same way. You know, it's, it's your fighting games, your 1942s, um, commando, you know, just the heavy hitters. So, yeah, it's pretty huh. cool. And I think it makes a lot of sense for them. Oh yeah, for sure. Cause I think if you have doubters, right? Like, it's hard to justify like 150 or 140 for the evercade, but when it's sixty bucks and you pick up a cartridge for twenty right and a cartridge comes and with you know maybe another six to twelve games it depends
1: do you think they'll be do you think it'll be compatible with every cartridge
0: they're saying it is okay um but yeah it's I wonder moving forward because there's a lot of like 3 d stuff but mm-hmm. I mean they're they're touting that it's fully compatible so. We'll see. Because I know like Duke Nukem and stuff is all kind of coming and that's a pretty big one for Evercade. So
1: Yeah.
0: I mean the shoulder buttons in the back, like the placement would be like I could see somewhat awkward for certain 3D games. Um but you know when you look at Evercades lineup, those types of 3D games were like camera control and like three D perspective is like super
1: important, is like very limited. So a lot of it's two D stuff. I just had to look at a picture of this thing. Yeah, that's pretty cool.
0: Yeah, yeah, super sleek. And I, again, just like the price point, the way they've been able to cut that price point down to half. Yeah, is which kind of makes you wonder, like, well, why did they ever KDXP cost so much then? I yeah. guess, but well,
1: yeah, yeah. Um, that that was the Kickstarter,
0: <laughs> basically. Yeah. I guess I would recommend if you're on the fence and you appreciate what evercade has been doing, as far as like a cartridge console, Tim cat move my freaking camera again. Um, If you appreciate what they're doing and like putting some games that are just kind of lost the time on cartridge again, this mm-hmm. is, this is a great way to like get something that's already worth. I think the initial investment and gives you options to explore that. So yeah, I'd recommend to most people to check it out if you're interested in, in this podcast, I'd imagine that's probably where
1: right up your alley. Right. So. I wonder if they're, yeah, I wonder if the next thing is going to be like an Evercade 2 or something, or if they just keep, because eventually, I mean, you run out of these license things, right? Where it's right. like, well, but. Yeah, you got to yeah. wonder, right? Or do they just end up with bigger licenses, you know? The Duke Nukem one's probably pretty pretty good get yeah
0: yeah and they've talked about how the hardware now is fully capable of 3D stuff and i mean we've seen some stuff like you know there's like that uh i forget whatever that 64 game playstation 1 game was that was like rediscovered on unreleased 40 winks like that stuff is on there oh okay um yeah. so it's possible that we can start yeah. seeing some 3D stuff coming through
1: yeah that'd be cool <clears throat> yeah um Cool that they're making old classic games available. Unlike eighty-seven percent of other video games, say what? <laughs> <clears throat> study by the Video Game History Foundation said eighty-seven percent of classic games are not available. And then I had to dig a little bit deeper into that, and it's kind. Of, it. I mean, it's four. They they looked at four thousand games, which is not a lot when you're talking about like, sure. When you're talking about Commodore games and stuff like that, who even knows how much of that shit has even gone? The yeah. number
0: is probably like <laughs> 98% is more realistic, yeah. right? Right. Because their definition was you still couldn't readily attain it through any digital or physical
1: like new sales means, right? Right. You couldn't just choose to buy one today.
0: Right. Yeah. Which makes sense. I mean, that wipes out. The vast majority of cartridge libraries. I mean, that's a lot of the early PlayStation stuff. Dreamcast stuff is gone. Yep. So, yeah, it is shocking. It they, it was a little doomsday-ish though. Like they're just off the face of the planet. Well, that's not true. They're they're there. It's just Their like, are you willing are to pirate yeah. them, or buy right. like a hundred thousand and one in game console from Alibaba? You know what I mean? <laughs> yep. Yeah.
1: Yeah, there's no, uh, there's no money going back to the creators. And right. honestly, um, what percentage of it can you even, could could they even bring back legally anyway? Because right. I mean, some of that stuff is just like, the rights and stuff are just tied up into something that you could pos- never possibly oh, yeah. take take a dollar for it again, you know?
0: Well, I mean, yeah. Perfect example is, you know, the Xbox and their backward compatibility woes for three generations now it's not like they couldn't have brought a lot of those games over but like are you really going to renegotiate the rights for like some weird Rugrats game you know what I mean of course
1: not it's not worth it I that's I've never understood that like there's got to be something that as soon as it becomes like a digital uh, item uh, on like a hard drive or something like a different if you're copying some files over it must be different rights yeah, because like Nintendo didn't give that shit. They're just like it's backward compatible, you know, they didn't have to go back and, you know, get all these rights for all these old games, you know, but it just seemed like Xbox had to.
0: Right. Maybe it's because they are playing with like bigger IPs or something or.
1: Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, it's weird. But. I don't know. Like, Like you said, it's a little doomsday thing. But on the other hand, there are. It's kind of shocking how video games are treated differently than other mediums. Um, Libraries, for example, many libraries just do not take them. Right. I don't know if they can even legally take them. There's like some laws against that. Yeah. Um,
0: Well, I think that I think that shock value is too serve their needs of where they've been very adamant for years of like, we want to work with devs and we will hold your source code. It's like, well, that's admirable, but also you have to understand why these businesses would not want to do that. Right. You know what I mean? (laughs) It's not like, you know, Warner brothers gives gives their masters over to like Congress, you know, that that doesn't happen,
1: you know? Yeah. Not too much. Whereas, you know, the, The original a real reel of a movie or something might be in the library congress you know which is kind of the source code of a movie but yeah it's uh it's kind of weird it's it's it is it's different in that way but at the same time most of those guys probably have a github repo with that shit on it too so microsoft could just be like hey let's peek in there for a second it's true (laughs) break the law and it's gone (laughs) yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. It was a, it was
0: a big deal. I mean, it's, it's at least justification to like be a little more cognizant of it, and like, yeah, we have an industry that's still kind of like, I, I hate to even call the video game industry that young anymore because we are like celebrating the Famicom's 40th mm-hmm. anniversary. And it's not like the Famicom was the first console ever. You know, we're like, we're 50 years into this. <clears throat> And we're hundreds of years into other forms of media preservation. Like, it shouldn't be that hard to kind of come together on some of this. But for whatever reason, well, money. Uh, money and stockholder yeah. interest is the reason uh, that we just can't. And it sucks.
1: Yeah. I, there's a big difference between, you know, just handing over a movie or something. Compared to, yeah. You know,
0: Yeah, and so much of it's already lost permanently in a time that kind of blows, you know, like we've talked about, I think on this podcast, even like Panzer Dragoon Saga, like the guaranteed billion dollar hit for Sega, but it hasn't been ported or remastered (laughs) because they don't have the source code. Like, how do you not have the source code? It's just gone. Good Lord, the thing would print cash for them.
1: Yep yeah that would that would be a hell of a get they could just just have the original guy and be like do it again
0: (laughs) you know the thing is is like i don't get why they don't just like rom dump the original game and then just really work with somebody to like produce and fully highly tweaked engine you know what i mean like you know like what people do with the switch right now right like people like throw it on their high end PCs and play breath of the war tears of the kingdom in 4k. Like even if that's all they did, it still makes so much money. But yeah. And put like some, yeah. you know, behind the scenes, like art and shit, like bonus content. It's bizarre to me that again, that's held it. in the same regard as like final fantasy seven is. God, my cat is just fucking with my
1: camera. I think if you uh, re-released it, a lot of people would be like, yeah, that's okay.
0: Yeah. <laughs> you know, One. So, have you played it?
1: Not really. No.
0: I mean, you've got the first two discs.
1: The three, I first three.
0: Oh my god! So you can play like seventy five percent. I can play a
1: lot of it. Yeah, yeah. But I, I, it's interesting. But I, I don't know. I, I don't know if I could go back now. Anyway, because. Uh, I've soured a lot on RPGs I'm actually worried about how this is how Mario Mario RPG is going to be when I buy that if I'm just going to be like this freaking sucks (laughs) yeah
0: but (laughs) yeah when we've just released the latest Final Fantasy and like nobody's talking about it and
1: I've heard like it's basically an action game no interest in that really yeah even the Final Fantasy 7 stuff I've never played I haven't even played that remake stuff so yeah
0: yeah, all. I mean, again, all cases for preservation. Like, love it, hate it, whatever. It shouldn't be lost of mm-hmm. time.
1: So, meanwhile, we're a year from now. We're probably seeing all of the um, big releases maybe being digital only. I think it, wasn't it Alan Wake too? This is going to be digital only. There's a few big, bigger profile games that are just that's the way it's going to be.
0: So Lebanon runs over there like, nah, we can release these in 10 years, but we'll take your money now.
1: Hey, they're doing their part of preservation, too. Now, are they? Yeah. If, if Dana Gould is. Um, I want high quality samples of Dana Gould in these gex remasters that they're seemingly putting out. All of the gex. Gex Trilogy.
0: All through Limited Run? Yep. Okay, well, I'm not playing any of them, so that's cool.
1: <laughs> I think they're coming to PC, though. That might be... That's interesting, I think, that they're, they're uh, making these games and putting them out in a format that might be not ridiculous. I mean...
0: <sighs> The Gex trilogy was pretty big. Like the first Gex game, a lot of people forgot about because it came like so early. But those 3D games, those were pretty popular,
1: mm-hmm.
0: especially on non Nintendo software, which is where like I feel like they had the most steam was like PlayStation, right? Like competing against Mario 64 I, at the I time.
1: Re- I remember playing them on 64.
0: Do you? You played them on 64 yeah. even? Weird.
1: Yeah. yeah. And the, the parodies that they would he would right. you know the levels of the parodies were always pretty good
0: i still remember that egm cover that got them in hot water with what's her butt with your tits out and gex like <laughs> grabbing the boobies like i still got it in my collection somewhere no it was it wasn't egm it was playstation magazine is what it was um and yeah i liked that cover when i was a kid <laughs> i don't know what it was i think it's gex <laughs> he's like very you. well animated
1: it yeah. rhymes with another thing that triggers something oh, in my brain. I hadn't even thought of that. That's weird.
0: <laughs> yeah. No, they were, they were very solid games. Um, they had good cameras for 3d early 3d games. Yeah. It's just, yeah, he, for whatever reason, like it died off before, like you think about that, like there was the potential for gex to spin off to the next console. Jen, like crashed it. I mean, crash didn't do as well as it ever did on the first
1: console. Sure, but, but at least one of them would have been cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think he he suffers a little bit from bubsyitis, where yes, you hear a lot of the same quote over and over. But yeah,
0: yeah. So it's um, going to be a one package, like all three.
1: That I'm not sure of. Okay, I would hope. Well, hopefully, they don't we're sell them individually we'll
0: Speaking of that, I saw that. Well, I'm just going to jump in in between. I know you got someone else to. Transition to, but I saw that Pikmin one and two are actually getting a physical release
1: too for the Switch. Yeah, that's so cool.
0: I think I'm gonna have to buy that because like the ability to own all four games
1: on one console would be That's insane. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah, but the other that, the
1: other part That's of your, too much that's too much Pikmin, I would say.
0: For one console, I agree. Like that's a yeah. one game console generation, although we're getting two now. But so the other part oh. of your remaster thing that I was interesting was the Tomba one which we talked a little bit before and tomba is a very cool, like pseudo 3d platformer from the PlayStation era that a lot of people missed out on and is now super expensive, but it's basically like the equivalent of like a side scrolling pseudo 3d Zelda, like in its quest structure and like ex- exploration, like it, it's very Zelda ish,
1: even though it doesn't very quite good. look like it. Right very colorful yes that's that's one cool part um and two d like you said, you know that's uh was not it's probably why it didn't sell well on the playstation
0: right but. yeah two d side scrolling with three d sprites, the ability to run in and out of foreground though to kind of give you like a pseudo three d mm-hmm. feel, which is neat um yeah, just totally bonkers. You play like a primitive caveman dipshit who just like runs around and like bites vines and pigs and whatever else he finds. So
1: Yeah, <laughs> pretty that cool. That might be the one to get, I think out of all these. Um Is that limited run also or no? Yep. Yep. They so they have some engine that they've built that converts all this stuff pretty well. Um So Frank's Faldi's been using his powers for evil. <laughs> I don't know. That's what you're telling me I, I know they're making croc too they're bringing the croc games too see is, croc deserves it but
0: like fuck limited run yeah hate their business model yep I'd rather not to be honest like I'll just I will not own the physical versions of these I guess I'll get digital whatever I yep. don't even want to do that if it's their thing I'll just Steal the original ROMs and play them. I guess that's where I'm at.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: Release dates on any of it?
1: I don't know. I, who knows. Um, I my guess is they're going to be all aboard all these Star Wars things too, because they seemingly had the license to all the Star Wars stuff. So I'm sure they're going to barrage the whole PlayStation One lineup of PS1 games. Can't wait for the Masters of <laughs> whatever. I
0: was gonna say I don't remember any of the PlayStation One games being good for
1: no. Star Wars.
0: I know the Phantom Menace one sold really well because it was like a hot IP, but mm-hmm. I remember the review scores were like, "Yeah, this is dirt."
1: What's the uh, Twisted Metal one?
0: Oh, Demolition. On something I own it for Dreamcast.
1: Yeah, supposed to
0: not be great.
1: Yeah, that. Yeah, I think that one came later. That one's probably not PlayStation.
0: Well, no, I think it had a PlayStation release also.
1: Okay, yeah, huh.
0: yeah I think it was both.
1: So, yeah. Oh, speaking, of, you want to talk about? Have you seen the new Twisted Metal? Ah,
0: uh, we want to talk about that. <laughs> it looks. Oh, I've terrible. seen all the trailers. They all look terrible. What? I don't get it.
1: Mm.
0: And I've heard like they voiced over Sweet Tooth, like he was like acted out in the show, but then they hired like a pro wrestler to like voice over him
1: really yeah because the dude looks like a pro wrestler too, but, uh, yeah yeah. Huh.
0: yeah it looks like a show i don't need to see based on a property i haven't cared about in a long time <laughs> yep. i uh i'm not sure how much money they spent on that license but it was too much
1: Hmm. i i was interested because of like what do you do with that and i feel like they did not do the right thing Nope, they that. didn't <laughs> I don't know what you I don't know what the correct answer is I just know what I what I'm looking at was not yeah I think, the, the right I think what they should
0: have done would have been like twisted medical or twisted metal chronicles a sweet tooth story you know like that would have made more sense like it's, yeah you're following a homicidal like psychopath bipolar or How psych-
1: he got to become that or yeah yeah
0: but like it seems like they were hell bent on like the world and like it does not look good
1: yeah yeah I'm with you. It's weird.
0: Yeah. What is that on? Is it Max Peacock Peacock? Yes. Yeah. yeah. I think Peacock's the thing that makes it even weirder. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like I can understand Max or Paramount even, but really Peacock. Yeah. I did see. Well, since we're talking about like streaming services that Xbox finally announced that. Xbox Live Gold is done. It's phased out in September, which means that Games for Gold is also done. Strangely, you need to continue your subscriptions of some tier of Game Pass to maintain all your Xbox One content. But it sounds like everything Xbox 360 content you got through Xbox Live Gold is just free forever for you.
1: Oh, okay. So, huh. yay? I don't know. I was trying to discern that stuff too. Cause so the new thing is Xbox game pass core. Core. Yeah.
0: 25 is, games included base level to shift and grow to some extent. So it's just like, uh, like stick your toe in the water for game pass ultimate.
1: Right. Right. Which is yeah, it's, probably a better deal, but well, there's three tiers now cause you got right. the regular. Yep. You You got core, you got regular and then ultimate. Yep. And from what I understand, if you want to play online, you have to buy core and the right. And you want Game Pass, you have to buy core and regular.
0: No, I think Game Pass core also comes with online play.
1: The core does, but I don't think a regular Game Pass comes with online play. I might be wrong on that, but I was going to say, I I, I was like, why would they give it to core, but not regular? I think it's ultimate. So, so you're saying the there's like an ultimate. offline
0: version where you can't play online, but they would let you have access to all the games? So who's right. going to buy that tier?
1: That would be, that was the regular Game Pass. Because before I buy Ultimate, I had to have Xbox Live Gold right. and Game Pass.
0: Well, it converted then, it, right? It, like upped your subscription, who, I thought. He, hmm.
1: Yeah, I, I'd have to look at the charts again I know when it first tiers. came out when it first came out I had to have live and I'd sure. had, I had to have gold and Game Pass
0: I mean Game Pass Ultimate's the way to go for 16 bucks a month right because right. you're getting everything plus access to stuff on PC cloud and your consoles there's like no reason mm-hmm. not to do that because it's yeah. $6 more a month than just the core but kind of like you could tell they've been trying to phase out xbox live gold for like many years now
1: yeah i it seems like the games for gold selection has always been the like last three years have been like shit oh shit the last day of the month or something we have to come up with something
0: (sighs) yeah yeah it's been pretty sad so i guess it makes sense it doesn't impact me i'm a i'm a big and we're both game pass ultimate advocates so I think it's probably one of the best streaming things you can get per month if you don't want to throw bunches of money at games. So Mm
1: -hmm.
0: I will say it's been a little lackluster lately with new and leaving, but I think we are closer than ever to that Activision deal. Um, I think all but like maybe some people in Japan or a couple people in China might be a little hesitant. Um, So I think. The U S signed off, which means the UK will probably back down minus some caveats that they might sign for cloud stuff, which in theory then means that we're going to get all the blizzard, all the Activision, all the Microsoft in our game pass. Do um, you think,
1: do you think that you think they'll keep that separate? Cause the they better it not. Has the, they better not. I hope not. I, I hope want not, Diablo
0: four by fall yeah, for free. Yeah. all with game
1: pass yeah we'll see and then I, as
0: part of that it seems like sony finally realized they were probably not going to get their way in blocking this so they signed a new deal with activision for 10 year extension of their call of duty deal which hats off you've secured call of duty which has been on a decline for yeah. 10 years now you know what i mean
1: yeah i'm sure it'll still be one of the top selling games 10 years from now or something sure but i just don't Maybe to, to make instead it the big of big deal it was. Yeah, maybe instead of
0: signing an exclusivity deal, you pour you know a billion into creating your next killer IP exclusive for your console that comes out in five years. You know what I mean? Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. Like
0: you have the time and the resources to make the thing that shuts Call of Duty down, but.
1: And apparently, they're not afraid to spend money on it. When you no. look at like what they spent on Last of Us Two, that was yeah. <laughs> A lot of money on that game.
0: Yeah. Yeah, they'll all dump money into their original IPs. Even stuff like last gen's like Days Gone. They spent a ton of money on that game and that didn't even nearly recoup.
1: No shit.
0: No. So yeah, like we're kind of in this weird spot where it's like Is he gonna go through what does that mean for Xbox fans and Game Pass fans? And then I mean, what does it mean? I don't know what it means for Sony because I think Sony's like, if we look three years ahead, I think Sony's in the best position. And like we've talked about, I still feel like even with this acquisition, what does Microsoft bring in?
1: Yeah. I, when I thought about this, like selfishly, I'm like, oh yeah, I want to see these games on game pass. Right. Um, I know in the long run, it's probably bad for, (laughs) for us, the consumer. (laughs) But uh, in the short term, you would think it would be good. Um, but then I really thought about it. Diablo, I I want to play that. But outside mm-hmm. of that, I can't think of too many Activision stuff where I'm like, oh.
0: I mean, if I was getting the Call of Duty game every year for free, I would definitely install it and play some multiplayer for a little bit, and then like drop off.
1: But yeah, there's but like, not. What are you, you getting in that that isn't in? Anything else? That doesn't have... Well, Warzone Warzone is free, right? Yeah. Warzone's a different beast, though. A little bit, but it's got the same engine and feel, right? No?
0: Yeah, but, like, the whole round per... You know what I mean? Like... Yeah. It's... It's different. I mean, it is... It is, yeah. The feel, it's the same.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I don't know.
0: It's still such a weird time, too, because... God, we're so far into this console generation and it's just been so underwhelming. I just I don't even like, I'm not even excited about uh, what, what's coming on on PlayStation five and Xbox I'm more just like, what's Nintendo going to do next? Yeah. You know <laughs> okay, what I mean? Like it's, which is odd because it's never the feeling, yeah. but that's where I'm at.
1: So yeah, it is. It is weird because like none, even the stuff that they are announcing just does not seem like it's. Big or grand or anything in that scope. Um, like the Xbox stuff is like they got fours of this year in Starfield, which Starfield is has the potential. It's, it's a beast, but that's I mean a once in a decade game yep. from from those guys. So
0: yeah, for sure. Yeah, and I don't know what PlayStation's got. There's probably something I should be aware of, but I'm not. I'm
1: not sure. I yeah, uh, I feel like. Did they have, like, any type of E3 thing? I don't really know.
0: I'm so disconnected from PlayStation right now. Yeah. Which, again, bonkers, because loved PS4, hated Xbox One. Here I am with the series, because mm-hmm. Game Pass is a good deal. And you have machines at home and already run it. Kind of stupid not to have it. So, yep. But at the same and time, fair, like I'm not, there's been no exclusives that I can think of on PlayStation that are worth me buying that.
1: Yeah. There's been no big Xbox games to be fair that I've been like, oh, right. this has been yeah. totally worth it either. No, a hundred percent. I mean, Halo is like the only one and I did, I've not even played it.
0: Yeah. I mean, I started it, put it down for that co-op that they promised and. Now yeah. they're like nope, we're never adding co-op. I'm like, well, I'm never finishing <laughs> first first Halo game in the series that I'm not going to finish. So thanks yeah. very much. Uh-huh. Yep. Yeah,
1: fucks. It's weird times. If they put a slim out, if they put a just a normal looking PlayStation slim out, I'll buy it. <laughs> that's that's my that's my deal to you, Sony. <sighs> it's got to drop 200 bucks. I need a $200 price point drop. That's what, did you see, that's what they're going to price that little streaming thing at. It was like 200 250 bucks 250 or something. Dude, that's going to
0: crash <laughs> and burn so hard. They're so stupid for even trying that. Typical Sony, like, we're going to invent something that we're not going to support and it'll disappear.
1: It'll yeah. be worth probably feel,
0: like three times what the street value is in
1: like three years. I feel like the PSVR is dead already and it's been... Half a year at, least, yeah. at most since i launched. Yeah.
0: My son actually got all excited. He saw one at the store the other day. He's like, oh, There's a VR too. I'm like, What are you going to play on it, son? We got the things that already mm-hmm. do it. I'm like, sorry. Not going to help. Yeah, it's been yeah. a big thing around our house. They got back into the Quest. So they've been oh, playing yeah. like Gorilla Tag and Vacation Simulator and quite the hit for now and then they'll forget about it and we'll dust it off in two more years but
1: mm-hmm. yeah i'm i want to get one of those but i just feel like do i wait for the next one they don't really have a quest three coming out i don't I think i
0: thought they announced a successor to the two but maybe i'm okay, wrong
1: they have the pro thing which i'm not yeah, really be interested in but yeah
0: i'd say look for a cheap like first version and then just buy that and Mm-hmm. Day. It's a good experience, but it's not like if you've got PlayStation VR, you've
1: pretty much experienced it already. So, right. Yeah. Yeah. I did play. Uh, I did uh boot that back up though. Did you? I uh picked up puzzle bobble 3d. Yep. That's good for 20 minutes.
0: I bought that on one of the VR consoles. I have no idea which one I have. Like, Probably twenty games for PlayStation VR that I bought that I've never loaded or played, and yep. it's probably about the same for the Quest. So, I think I bought it for the Quest. Maybe my kids played it. Yeah. Uh, so not, not what you're hoping for.
1: It's all right. Yeah, it's uh, it's, it's not accurate enough for where you want to pinpoint.
0: Kind of a problem. That sort your of game.
1: shots. Yeah. Yep.
0: Yeah. <clears throat> Well, what about this uh, cat in the box or cat in the box thing?
1: Okay, we're entering board game corner again. Oh, board game. Okay, we're going down okay. there. This is this is a card game. Okay. Cat in the box. It's a trick taking game in the vein of like whist and you know those type of games where you play a card, the highest one wins. But then, but then there's a trump suit, right? Okay. The twist on this game is it's 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 themed like Schrodinger's cat where, you know, you don't know what it is until it's out there invisible. So this game is you're basically when you play the card, you announce what suit it is. So, you know, there's when you play it, you say this is probably a blue 4 or something, which they go by colors, it's the same. it's just four colors same as normal suits but yeah. then you track on a board like what's been played and the genius thing about this is that if there's four players there's five versions of the card so there's five of each card yeah. but but obviously only four can exist and four can be played because that's only what exists in a in a deck of cards or whatever. And, um, if you get caught in a spot where, Oh, all of the twos have been played and you have a two in your hand, you basically create a paradox. You end the round and all the tricks that you took go negative. Okay. So it's really messed up. Like you could be, and you have to like bet, bet on how many, um, tricks that you're going to take in the round. Okay. And if you, Guess right, you get bonus points and stuff like that. So it's it's wild. There's some really wild swings in it because you feel like you're doing really good and then somebody really messes with the board and then you can't play and then all the tricks that you took are now negative. So it's it's really kind of a mind bender and I'm not exactly sure I have a strategy yet on how to play it, but it's it's kind of weird to think about that you know, playing trick taking game, but
0: so then at the end, whoever has the most positive trick total wins is that.
1: Yep. You get points. Um, you get a point for each trick that you take. Um, and then where you track what cards have been played, you put down a little piece that says, you know, this is your piece. Yeah. Okay. If, if you bet the right amount of tricks that you actually ended up with, you can count how many of those that you got on Got in a row on the board, so there's some strategy on what cards you're playing to get your piece on the tracking board, and then you get bonus points for how many you get in a row on there as well.
0: Yeah, it sounds like a crapshoot because like it's also dependent on like what somebody else is throwing out. Like,
1: yeah, I think yeah. we only made one round where somebody didn't bust. Basically, where it was just like, we all play, we're able to play all our cards. Okay. Interesting. Yeah. So it's, it's kind of a cool twist on that, I guess. Was Um, this
0: continuing with like targets, massive clearances?
1: uh, No, I bought this on, I think this was a prime day deal. Okay. I bought it on. So. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting yeah cat in the box it's just a simple card game
0: sounds pretty fun mm-hmm. plus cats belong in boxes i mean <laughs>
1: yeah. they're just assholes are they dead are they alive who cares they, right throw them in they're, the lake they're, 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 <laughs> they're not a problem right now <laughs> yeah it's all right
0: i just never open the box and you'll never have to find out <laughs> <Yeah. coughs>
1: what cat exactly <laughs> yeah.
0: Well, the only other thing I had was find a way home, which is, um, I guess if you've listened to this podcast, it should be no shock to you that I'm a punk rock fan. And I'd say probably one of my favorite bands of all time, especially in the genre, is MXPX. And they announced that their newest album, the, the last one was out in 2018. Um, going to be out on August 24th, 5th. It's going to be called Find a Way Home. They're self-releasing again, which I don't think is a bad thing because I think their 2018 self-title album is among their top three albums in their entire career. They've been going for 31 years now. Jeez. Um, so I'm pretty pumped for this. Uh, if you're listening to this podcast, it'll come out either, I guess we'll drop it on somewhere around Friday or Saturday time frame. Um, but the 21st is Friday, 10 AM Pacific standard. They are going to do pre-orders. It looks like they've got vinyl CDs, merch in hand. So this is like to get stuff shipped to people release day. Um, so I'm pretty excited. So I'm going to be trying to jump on there and grab at least a couple of the more exclusive variants of the vinyl. Um, they have yet to release a single, They've teased a couple songs in their promo stuff, but there's no official single for an album that's coming out in a month, which is weird. Um,
1: <laughs> complete genre change. That would be. Pretty
0: funny. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, it sounds like they doubled down on like from the bits I've heard. It sounds like it's just straight fast skate punk, which is kind of like what they've really gotten into their last few years, um, especially their last album. And I mean, Mike writes some of the catchiest and best hooks in punk rock as far as I'm concerned. So I'm very excited and it sounds like they're gearing up for a big 2024 as far as tours go, which I don't know if anyone's a fan of the band like I am, but basically they went from like losing the record label to not existing kind of to getting back together. And they've only been to weekend warrior band, I'd say, for maybe the last <sighs> 10 years for sure, which means they play only never
1: here, right? Yeah.
0: They only play weekend dates, larger markets. It's never anywhere I could get to them. It's flyout only options for me for the most part. So I'm hoping they're going to be close. So whether it's, I guess, Denver, Minneapolis, or Sioux Falls, potentially I doubt it, um, but I'm hoping they'll have a tour date that I can go catch them at. Cause I haven't seen them in years and I would love to. So and I think they're better than ever. I think they're a great band. I think a lot of people dismissed them very early on, even if you're a punk fan, because of their Christian roots. But I think you're wrong to do that, and they've got a great catalog of songs. So
1: mm-hmm.
0: I'm pretty excited about this one.
1: That's cool. The only, the only thing about that, so a new record comes out, and you, somewhat recently, got like a very expensive box set. Yes.
0: Which they left room for one more album in.
1: Okay. 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 That's good. That's good.
0: To which I did call his podcast because he has a, like call me, ask questions. I was like, can I, are you going to sell a variant that matches the slip cover? Like, and then like dual splatter color of your box set. And he's like, no, but that's a good idea. I was like, God damn right. It's a good idea. (laughs) It's like, I want it in there and I want it to match, but yeah. So technically I have room for another album, but Who's to say to your point that this is even their last, so even if I get their 11th album in there. What about 12? You know what I mean?
1: Yeah. So. Going to have to just keep adding things to the back of it. <laughs> yeah.
0: I do, I do think it's incredible though, that as a independent DIY band, they were able to secure the rights to republish all 10 of their prior albums, considering they were a major label for about half of them. The fact that they got those rights back is kind
1: of yeah. crazy. Cause you did know, it's just like them, four dudes, right? You- yeah
0: well i'm sure you have to buy some of them or make like yeah. deals and like here's what you get of the
1: cut and mm-hmm. it cannot be easy it's a lot of betting on yourself again 100
0: which yeah they did to a great degree of success because those all sold out in like an hour mm. so yeah so i'm pumped yeah i have i'm really curious in a single but i'm sure i'm sure i'll like it i mean they've done nothing but put out singles they put out like five or six singles since their last album, you know, throughout the pandemic and everything. And all of those have been just great songs. So I I have no doubt that this will be another set of good songs. So
1: yeah. Well, I hope they get somewhere close because yeah. 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 I would
0: love to go see them live. We'll see what happens.
1: Yeah. On to Staff Picks?
0: Well, you got a Sonic thing we got to talk about. You're the Sonic guy. No, no, you're the Sonic guy. We have to talk about this.
1: My son was very excited that Sonic Prime Season 2 came out. Yeah? And I did not watch, basically, the first season of Sonic Prime. I caught bits and pieces of it. So, just over, just diving right into Season 2, it's kind of wild what's going on in that. um it's funny that they i in the last five years i've played i've watched a lot of sonic boom which i think is a very good show it's it's amazing i think it's great comedic show um there is nothing going on there's like no stakes in sonic boom there's like it's hardly a show okay (laughs) you know they're all like living on an island or whatever but uh Sonic Prime, they ramp it up and they try to make it the most serious action thing possible. There is a lot of, there is some comedy stuff in there, but they, they try and really, you know, say, these are the characters, this is what's happening. And I gotta say, there's some good action scenes for an animated thing. They actually animate how a Sonic fight might look in real, you know, in real time. Sure. It's pretty good. Um, you know the the true face-off between I watched Sonic fight Shadow.
0: Is that what you want,
1: or do you want jokes it, about chili dogs? I want to know the bearings in those rollers, <laughs> those roller skates that Shadow has because those things. What ABAC rating are those bearings in? that Dude, thing? he's so because... muscular.
0: He it's probably just metal on metal. <laughs> like he just forces through one of those echidna calves of his
1: (laughs) yeah the way they uh it's just funny that they are stuck to that you know once you make one style it's like well, you're stuck to that Uh, although in this one amy rose kind of becomes a little tribal or something like that and she's kind of amazonian sure um and in this first episode, she finds a hammer out in the woods, and it's like, oh yeah, I just I stood how it up all came and clapped, huh? I clapped, yep, cried a little bit. Yeah, yeah they're, the origin story in this other world. These aren't like there's something they're they're like different dimension versions or something. I don't know.
0: Yeah, I think like you mentioned, like that was kind of maybe the refreshing part of all. Boom was that like for once they just like threw out like the game narratives and like everyone was kind of a team like knuckles tails everybody was like yeah we're the good guys even though we like kind of piss each other off where it's like it sucks right. to do a new animated series like no knuckles is the bad guy again it's like well if you watch it, the canon stuff i mean i guess we did just get a sonic 2 movie but like yeah knuckles has been kind of the good guy for quite a while
1: yeah 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 it's uh this this show has like robotnik in like five different stages of his life there's a baby robotnik it's oh, it's w- really weird um teenage robotnik but yeah i think so i just want to Sonic commit to zone, any
0: one thing huh
1: yeah there's there's a story there i don't i can't state exactly how it all came together but some of it's really weird is this hulu this is netflix netflix so yeah okay. A Netflix-made show. Huh. So, the, so there's got to be some money behind it, and it's probably going to be canceled after this year. <laughs> yeah, usually the two-season curse is... Especially with strikes going on right now. I think mm. animators are on strike, I want to say, it, but yeah. who isn't?
0: Yeah, that's true. Everything's getting canceled. Huh. Well,
1: staff picks then hmm which you might as well kick it off. I'll let you go, yeah, so mine came from this is an extension from last week where I booted up a game for about an hour and a half or so right before the podcast <laughs> called Arcade Paradise where uh your father gives you a laundromat to take care of and grow as a business. It's basically just kind of like we're gonna shove you in the corner to keep you busy type thing and teach you how business works um you are more interested in the arcade games that are in the back. And then you slowly try to build up the arcade section of it. Um, I played a lot of that game in the last two weeks. What? What's a lot? Oh, uh, probably 20 hours. Damn. Yeah. You know there's a new um, Zelda game to beat, right? I know it's, it somehow overtook that in a crazy wow. way. um, and it is it's just one of those games where it's just, you're simulating a day in the life of this, you know, simulation and then the day ends and then it's like oh yeah, well I had unfinished business over there, you know, it's like any of those type of simulation games um what's interesting about this is I was wondering the last time how far I would have to go with the laundry side of it Cause you do have to do people's laundry to make some money to grow your arcade. It was only maybe a few hours in and I was just like, yep, no more laundry. I'm just (laughs) doing arcades. Um, Nice. What I discovered was that there is a certain amount of goals for each arcade game. And the more you beat those goals of the arcade game then the popularity increases and you make more money okay on each of those games so it's fun to go around your arcade trying to play all these different games and the holy shit they have uh probably 50 games that you can end up getting and they're all like copies of
0: something you know
1: something yes um there's a there's an Arcanoid clone called Barkanoid, where it's a wiener dog, and it's <laughs> the tennis ball that you're bouncing up and down. Yeah. Um. There's an outrun game, basically, where you and that's the fun part about some of these games, where like the shooters and the the outrun and all this stuff. You, if somebody who knows these games, it's like, oh yeah, this is cool. How they like rift on this, you know? Right. Um. Where a lot of people probably don't know if they've never played the game, they're not going to get the reference. But a lot of those games also have progression where, you know, like OutRun, when you're done, you lose time or whatever, you get a certain amount of credits that you earned, then you can use those credits to upgrade your car. So as you go along, you're stronger and stronger. Um, And then my whole family got into it and, you know, found certain games in the arcade that they just really love.
0: So now you guys are competing for high scores in arcade games inside of a game.
1: inside of a game there's a there's even inception beyond that um there is a streets of rage knockoff i think it's called like knuckles and knees or something like that (laughs) (laughs) uh so you go into knuckles and knees and eventually as you're you know beating people up down the street you come across your arcade in the game oh that you you walk into that and there's miniature arcade games in there so all of a sudden you're playing like the Nokia Snake game in the fuck in your arcade in an arcade game in your arcade. <laughs> oh
0: man, I love it! Is this is on Game yeah. Pass. He said, "Yeah, yeah."
1: Um, it almost every game. There's a lack um, of fighting games. Like they really didn't get into Street Fighter or Mortal Kombat. But other than that, there I suppose is, if you're
0: gonna do a one person experience, it's gonna a dead end, right?
1: Yeah. Well, it's. I'll, a lot of these games are multiplayer too. Oh, so you shit. Can Just load up, yep, and you can get two players going in them. Dude,
0: that's sweet. Um,
1: they're they're not like extremely deep, but a lot of them are straight up clones of you know really popular games. So Dude, that's awesome. And, and Then you know you have pool and air hockey and all that right. stuff in there too. That so, sounds awesome. Yeah, and this and the story is good too. Um, you know, you your dad's basically a piece of shit who says, like, you You fucked me over, you know, and you ruined this whole thing. And then you basically have to say, no, you're wrong, Dad. And Video games of the future. Yeah, eventually there is no more laundry. You've destroyed, you've knocked down all the walls. It's an old arcade. That's awesome. Yeah. I think that's one of the, probably the biggest driver of how I spent so much time into it, because the 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 feedback loop is only a couple days before you um, are able to get the next section of your arcade. So it was like I was interested to in be like, what part am I adding on to this? And then it opens up a whole other section of you know new games that you can buy.
0: Sounds awesome.
1: Yeah, there's puzzle bobble in there. There's just. It's, It's all over the place. It's amazing.
0: I got to check it out after Zelda. Hopefully it's still on game pass.
1: Yep. Yep. Just do the laundry for a little while and then just ditch it. How about you? Uh,
0: Sorry for the yawning. Um, I was going to go with the car, uh, which is a movie I watched. I don't know. The last couple months, 1977 horror film with a car possessed by a demonic spirit and, I don't waste a whole lot of time with narrative or backstory. It's just a car that kills people and starts off <laughs> with a couple of kids on a bike and escalates to hippies and sheriffs and kids. And that's uh, pretty sweet. Um,
1: so what's, what's the origin of the demonic car? Do they really get into it no, or it's just, no, no, it's just a car. Like that-
0: it's just a kind of central. It's kind of central around this, um, sheriff character. Um, And it kind of just goes from there where it's like, yeah, we had this report of this kids being hit on bikes and there's a body and blah, blah, blah. And then they think it's like a cycle path, you know, like murderer. And they just kind of realize throughout the course of this film that it's not. And like the car just like has a mind of its own, Uh, at least the main actor, uh, which is James Brolin, which I should mention, like he was kind of big back then. Um, and yeah, it's like 77. So there's like some really campy acting and like some there's like a really cheeky bedroom scene with him and his girlfriend and like his kids who his wife is dead or divorced, like listening outside the door. It's kind of fucked up. Um, there's just some like blatant racism, with Native yeah. American cast. Um, I don't know. There's just a lot of like time and place things that make this like a very Like, ah yeah, like, that's how things used to be sort of movie. Um, Uh And it's kind of cool because it's like, it doesn't it doesn't Like, I like the fact that it has no backstory. It's just like straight up. This car is here to kill people. And that's what it does. And that's all we need. And then it's like (laughs) two hours of that. And it's awesome. (laughs) And I remember. I don't even remember exactly the catalyst for how it ends. Like, I know it like dies in some horrible fiery explosion, but like, it doesn't really matter because like the whole, the whole thing is just like, so campy and stupid and cringy
1: that like, it's great. Yep. Huh. <laughs> Stephen King watched this and he's like, I have some ideas. Right. A hundred
0: percent. Like, and that's the thing is like, how many movies have you seen since this? Like that are all right. kind of this, but I, I like the simplicity of this one where it's just like,
1: no, yeah it's just immediately
0: yeah shows up on screen no prompts. like oh we'll look into it chief and then like bodies are turning up all over the place it's great <laughs> uh yeah
1: highly recommend i was this a Sven svengulli special it, it one, was or? yeah of course yeah yeah yeah, yeah.
0: i would have i think i the thing is, is like i watch a lot of these Svengouli movies and i'm like i'm pretty sure i saw at least parts of this on cable back in the day sure i um, mean this is one where i was like yeah i think i've seen this or at least pieces of it and yeah, it's great like it was one of the better ones he's shown in many months so huh.
1: i mean it's you could boil it all down to you know a smaller section of the car like a tire that would
0: okay look at that nope we're not gonna go down that rabbit hole <laughs> it needs to be the entire car <laughs> otherwise i'm out
1: <laughs> um, yeah
0: so the car 1977 i'm gonna I'm not going to say it does anything that anybody else uh, any of these other like vehicular manslaughter movies haven't done, but I think just like a cool car. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like 77. So it's like a big beast wagon of a vehicle. I don't even know what kind of car it is. It's like, it's probably like a standard model car, but it almost looks like they like over-exaggerated the front end to make it seem like more beastly. Mm -hmm. Uh, It's just flat black tinted windows. And yeah, like just the straight on murder with like the full on camp is, is perfect. Yeah. Plus simpler times. Like when you couldn't just like hop on your cell phone and like call your friend that, Hey, there's this weird car following me (laughs) around. And that's like movies that just could not exist. So
1: it's good stuff. Yeah. That sounds sounds good. I've not seen, so I've seen like maximum overdrive, but I've not seen what's the main one that is the car the other car. Yeah. The, the
0: Stephen <laughs> King one, right. Um,
1: yeah. I forget what the name I of that too. thing is,
0: but it's on, I mean, it's in that vein, yep. but definitely. Cause like, yeah, this one, I, I'd, I'd put this one above that one. I can't remember what the Stephen King one was, but then there's uh like, I would even say like stuff like joy ride and things like that. Or there's another one called like the dual. I think they came out later where it's like a deranged semi driver, but there's just some about so
1: stupid like. Oh, that's that's a Stephen King movie too. Is, okay, I is it? I, yeah. I have seen that one. That one's. Yeah. That one's pretty that one's intense, also. Yeah.
0: Not nearly as good, but intense.
1: Or, or maybe a Spielberg. I forget who did that one. It's it's somebody famous was like their first. Yeah. Movie.
0: Yeah, it's good stuff. I recommend. I recommend.
1: If you're having a good time with us at Weekend Rental, I think you might enjoy all the great geeky stuff found on the Geekade Podcast Network. They've got podcasts about games, music, movies, and more. Plus, if you order off their secret menu, also known as the Geekade Patreon, you just might find an exclusive movie podcast hosted by Ryan and myself. Check it out over at geekade.com. And hey, if you'd like to turn Weekend Rental into a true multimedia experience... Our YouTube and Twitch channels might just be for you.
0: So mm, yeah. <laughs> I don't know if i I guess it's gonna be a short conversation, but <laughs> basically if you're new to the podcast, the weekend rental is the game we pick for a given system. We both play it. We'll give our opinions on whether whether we're personally, whether buy rent or burn the game. And by burning means set it on fire. Um, The game this time is Mario Kart or not Mario Kart. Mario (laughs) Tennis. Mario Kart would have been so much better. Mario Tennis, the OG Mario Tennis for the ill gotten Nintendo 64.
1: We picked our uh, least favorite genre on our least favorite console. Ah, So so let's go
0: for this. Mostly because it just fits the time constraint to what we do here from a week to week basis. And boy, they made a game about tennis with
1: Nintendo characters. They did. Yeah. And, you know, I've I've played newer versions of this since. And I thought, uh, this is it. This is all that's in this game. And then I go back to this game, and I see the progress that's been made through the years.
0: <laughs> strategy, you say? No, you have a hard and a light swing, <laughs> and you can do left and right. How's that for strategy?
1: Yep. And the some of the 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 power and the aiming just seems like it's random sometimes. Where I feel like. You can go out go out of bounds, and then the next time you won't on the same exact shot right, and, and sometimes you'll get like
0: a slight hook in your shot. Yeah. I don't know if
1: that's because of the way it comes off of the serve, I don't know, but that there must be some major simulation code going on in this <laughs> yeah, it's really weird,
0: um it's got everybody you'd want like from the roster, like all the goodies, all the baddies, like it's fun to play mm-hmm. as like boo and Koopa and like
1: but you know and this is the star the star of the show
0: <laughs> on Andy's
1: screen luigi this is his debut it's where he came from i think it detracts said. from this overall game they wanted wario in this game and they're like shit tennis we're doing doubles in tennis we need somebody who goes with wario
0: and i like how there's then, like you know a million characters that get uphold from but they're like no we'll invent the worst <laughs> Doppelganger of all time.
1: <laughs> Is there a WAPE yet?
0: Probably. I mean, at least in I Hentai, there's a WAPE yeah. for sure. <laughs> yeah, it's, um, I think it's a game that only exists on the 64 in the sense that, like a lot of these sort of games, like got console releases in the 64. And that was because nobody was publishing on the N64 consoles hurting so nintendo reached out to other, a bunch of these other like devs and had them making things like mario tennis and mario Go- you know things that probably wouldn't have shown up on traditional consoles and they've stuck around i mean there's that part of it for the most part but this is definitely just a bare bones like let's get something out there that has mario on it yes we're hurting with our release schedule you know what i yep. mean
1: I will say for all, you know, one of the first four player consoles, tennis is a great fit for that. Sure. Tennis is a good game. And I could see if you had four people playing this game, yeah. you could probably play a few hours of it and have a good time just in the base tennis alone.
0: Yeah. But as a solo
1: experience, mm-hmm. I think
0: you've That's, seen everything you've seen within about the first two hours.
1: Oh, Yeah. There's this, and there's a mode for rings, which is a different scoring type. It's not just getting the ball past a person. You still have to do that, but it's the amount of rings that you uh, shoot the ball through, which is interesting. It's kind of a cool way to play if you're not really into traditional. Um, the, yeah, traditional. Um, and then there's the other version where you're kind of on a topsy turvy Bowser level with item boxes that you can shoot items at the other person, but they're not all that faithful. Like a red shell just kind of swerves. It doesn't really go to the person. And
0: I feel like they tried to add a few additions to like pad it out, but all of them seem like, I don't know, not very substantial time wasters to the core game, which yeah, I'd say if you're playing this by yourself, You're getting pretty bored pretty fast.
1: Yep. (sighs) What's wild is the Game Boy Color Mario Tennis. I think that came out first. Yep. I think you're right. And there was like an RPG mode in that where you played like a story. And golf too, right? And you build stats and stuff like that. And the same company made this and they've made every tennis game since, I think. And everybody's been clamoring for that. I want that again. And they've slowly added stuff like that in i think this last one has aces has like different stats that you can get on your stuff and upgrade um but coming off that into this boy i don't know they they must have just been learning how to do a 3d game or something and then we're just, just like this is all we could do i don't know yeah it feels like the template engine
0: to somebody who's going to be designing a tennis game and like it's kind of as far as they took it. But I think yep. like you said, maybe that's all they needed, right? Like it was about the multiplayer experience. Like you could even make the argument for things like Smash Brothers, right? Like if you're dumping in or jumping into Smash sixty four by yourself, that's kind of a shallow experience. But you put sure four people there and like all of a sudden you've got,
1: you know, a weekend. Um there was I mean, there's a decent one player yeah. kind of mode in, in Smash. Yeah. Mario Kart kind of has cups, you know? Interesting. Well, this has tournaments. tournaments. And cups. It does, but it's not. This, it feels very shallow because,
0: like, you're just watching the tournament board tickers, like win, lose, yeah. move up. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. It doesn't actually feel like the game's going to be harder.
1: Yep. Yeah. And if you do battle a guy on hard, boy, it just it's just increases the. The Valde time. Right. For <laughs> the most part.
0: Yeah, you can just only make it so difficult, right? Yeah. Because yeah, they just didn't put enough depth into the shots or like mechanics to make yep. it any more than like a twitch reflex game. And it's not that twitch because it's pretty slow. I don't I mean it runs at probably about thirty frames per second.
1: Mm-hmm. It's not a speedy you can, game. You can cover some ground and it's usually pretty forgiving on how close you are to the ball where yeah. you hit the you know. It's it's not that much more looser than a Wii Sports <laughs> tennis, I would say. What was your
0: go to character?
1: Oh, you gotta play Waluigi in this.
0: You're a sick son of a bitch, you know that.
1: I uh I did play a lot of Donkey Kong because I love that era of uh his voice in 64. I think it's the same exact sample from uh Mario Kart. They were just using the same audio samples. It's pretty good.
0: Why reinvent the wheel? Right? Yeah, I was a bit. I'm a big Boo fan because I'm just like, why wouldn't the ghost with no legs be the best tennis player? Like it only makes sense. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then you get his like you know weird cackle when he wins. So.
1: I wonder. So Berto was also in here, and I wonder if that was like the first playable, reckon kind of like Mario Two reference. Cause I don't know if shy guys have been around before this. They were never in Mario 64, were they?
0: Maybe not, but they were in Mario paper, Mario by then. Sure. Whereas that was end of that, console. That that was after this.
1: Yeah. Just yeah. trying to think of like, what was the first, like we're going to integrate Mario two. It's into probably the, the first Mario acknowledgement. Again.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Is it, it being canon? Which is funny, when you think about it.
1: <laughs> all because Yoshi needed a partner. <laughs> <Again. Yep. laughs> I don't know who the unlockable characters are, though. I never did. No, all.
0: and I didn't want to find out.
1: No. Although I probably take
0: too much effort to figure it out, but. <laughs> yeah. Well, what do you give it then on the the Byron Burn scale?
1: This is hard because it's it. I I think they could have done more with this game right i don't expect a lot from a tennis game like it should be tennis but i i feel like they should have done more to this especially for one player to do something yeah even like um, a town that,
0: hub right even if yeah. the menu was just like a virtual 3d hub world that yep. might have been enough
1: or challenges or you know certain things yeah. or just weird different things that you could do but that would even like tutorialize different things. There's nothing like that in there. It's straight up Hey, play tennis. Yep. I I think I'm gonna burn it. I'm the tennis is fine and it's probably pretty good multiplayer, and it was probably good back in the day, but right now, no good. Wow.
0: Man, I'm the official N64 hater and I'm going to give it a rent. Cause yeah, I think with four people this would be fine. I think that is the only context in which it
1: would be fine. I, yeah. That's the only, th- that's the only part where I would say maybe I would bump it up, but, but I would
0: argue that in a rental situation, you're probably doing a sleepover or have a buddy over. Mm-hmm. Okay. And then it would okay. work, but any other context, it deserves a burn. It's just, it's just the laziest copy paste of, an ip onto a pretty boring sport for the sake of like padding out a release schedule
1: yeah um, yeah
0: i mean i'm it's rough
1: you're going to play goldeneye you're going to play mario kart you're going to play wrestling you're going to play smash brothers before yeah. 100% so. yes 100% <laughs> the sleepover is covered <laughs> yeah
0: this is like when your weird friend comes over your weird cousin Look at this game I got for Christmas. Like, all right.
1: Yay. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. I had a nephew who got weirdly into the Wii U one. Which that this. one isn't super fleshed out either. So. No, I don't think so. And yeah, he was really, really got into it.
0: Huh. I own that one. I played a little bit of it, but it felt I, not it's fine, all that much I'm more sure. deep than this. So
1: Yeah. Yeah. <sighs>
0: Sports games, though, on the 64, especially. What are we expecting?
1: The problem is they didn't put amazing tennis. It's not amazing. It should be amazing right in the name. Mario's amazing tennis. that logo.
0: You gotta have that logo. (laughs) Well, I think that wraps another episode.
1: Yeah, it does. Um, Join us next time where we do Mario Golf. Mario Sport and and Mario... Baseball. Something baseball be- one's great. Something I, lo- I love the baseball one. Bring the GameCube baseball.
0: and we baseball ones are good, yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. <clears throat> a hockey one, like have people have said, would be pretty cool, but I don't think they'll ever do a hockey one. <laughs> Soccer's as close as we got. Yep. Uh you can find us on email mostly on weekend rental podcast at gmail dot com. Yes. Uh we're also on Twitter i guess for now. yeah for now it's still up we know we have lots of sometimes. options on twitter clones but mm-hmm. we're gonna let them come to us <laughs> we'll be waiting a while yeah we're <laughs> we're sorting out the brand deals and then we'll we'll make a decision later uh-huh. but but until next time be kind rewind <clears throat> bananas